Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanby. And I'm Erin. And this is our Seventh Heaven podcast, Camden Cast. So we're doing season two, episode three. Yes. Uh, so this episode of Seventh Heaven is called I Love You, or again, if you are in Germany, Dear Whisper. No idea why it's called Dear Whisper. And, um, so the IMDb user synopsis of this episode is Simon Kant resists reading Matt's letters and thus discovers Big Brother is secretly married to Heather. Eric can't resist spying on both, and thus falls into a trap. Wilson won't say, I love you, back to Mary, who refuses to understand. He'll only say that again, when even more serious than with Billy's late ma. Lucy's friend, new girl at school, Lori, is extremely timid due to her verbally brutal ma, but the scolding root sits deeper. Um... Additionally, I just thought this was funny. The plot keywords um, that this is tagged under on IMDb include title directed by female, scolding, public humiliation, punishment, and embarrassment. So, And also, that summary is full of lies. Just oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, that too. So far, every IMDb summary we've done, which I know is only two, is full of lies. And well, they're all done by the same person. Oh, is it the same for person? For season two, oh, it was it the same all person? the same person, yeah. Um, so, going on the theme of IMDb, we have another IMDb review. Unfortunately, it's not Arturo Small Charm, uh, but this person did a review, gave it an 8 out of 10, and I will read it to you now. Uh, this episode really stressed the importance of the words, I love you. Mary keeps getting Wilson to try and tell her he loves her. Lucy friend, Lori, has never heard the words from her mom. Her grandmother is very verbally abusive, and so her mom. By teaching Lori the words, I love you, Lucy hopes to break the cycle of abuse. Lucy and her mom go to the grocery store to work on Lucy's school project for home economics. She needs to learn how to plan meals for a month for a family of four on a budget. They overhear Lori being berated by her mom. Lucy invites her to shop with them. Later, when Lucy and Reverend Camden drop Lori at home, (laughs) they see firsthand the verbal abuse of her mother by the grandmother. Lori says she loves her mom for the first time, and the audience sees hope for breaking the cycle of abuse. Unfortunately, it is more complicated than that in real life. It would take the grandmother wanting to change, and as well as the mom, and lots of therapy. <laughs> Love in the home is key. We still see this recurring theme. Um, we have one more review. Maybe we'll, we'll save this one for the, for the end of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... Uh, if I recall, that one's a little bit better at the end. <laughs> yes, to round out this episode, which really isn't that great, which I guess is my first impression of this episode. Do you have any? Well, you did like a little tally of how many times they say oh, I yeah. love you. Um, they went overboard on that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. At least 10, okay. if I counted correctly. 11, 10, 11, 10, 11. 10 plus, possibly. 11. 11. Okay. So that was annoying. Because um, I'm pretty sure they don't say that it that much in in the rest of the episodes, except maybe, like, Annie and the Rev to each other. Yeah, or something. Like, usually after one of the kids gets, like, scolded and they learn their lesson and the parents have been angry at them, but they're like, remember, like, we loved you or whatever. So... We'll be doing scene by scene again because, again, there's practically no plot. Yes. <laughs> so the episode starts out with Annie and um, Lucy in the kitchen 
where they're both, or well, Annie's... Well, Annie asks uh, Lucy if she's going to make a list because as that one review said, Lucy has a home a project for her home management class in which she needs to get uh, like budget for a family of four for se- on $75 a week for like however many meals. Um, and Annie's stressing to her the importance of like coupons and like having a game plan before you go shopping instead of just going into the grocery store and like mindlessly buying stuff. And then Annie says, here, I, I'll help you. And Lucy goes, why are you doing this to me? And she has a freak out because Lucy's the worst. She like goes on about how Annie doesn't really want her there. Um, how she doesn't really want to be there either. And Wait, like, so Lucy has the outburst, and then Annie is the first one to apologize. Yeah, and which I was like, that's ridiculous. She like pulls her into for a hug because Lucy's about to storm off, as is her signature move. But she pulls her in for a hug and like says, "I love you" to her, which is our first "I love you" of the episode, which kind of sets the pace for the rest of the episode. In that, it sucks. Um, <laughs> and she like is like, "Please don't talk to me like that ever again." And they're like, "Oh." Mm. Yeah, okay, I, and and I think Lucy's like I won't, but she does many more times for the uh, rest of her life. Yes. Um. So that is that, and then we have Matt writing a letter in the love den, oh, yeah, which is appropriate. Ha- they have like a lovely little uh, letter writing desk in the love den, and Matt's just little nook. sitting there writing love letters. Uh, and he gets up after finishing one. And he doesn't take the letter with him. He leaves it there. And then Simon and Ruthie, like, peek their heads in. And then they go and read it. Well, Simon reads it. Oh, they're behind the couch in the love den. Um, and they see that Matt has written that he he wrote, I love you, to Heather in the letter. So I guess you counted that as the second one? Yes. Um, and then Mary catches them reading it. And she's like, what are you doing? And they're like, oh... Well, she tells them, like, that's private. And they're like, you don't even want to know that Matt said that he loves you to Heather. And they were like, oh, you met Wilson the same day he met Heather. Has Wilson said that he loves you yet? And this basically sets up Mary's storyline for the rest of the episode. Uh, So Mary quickly runs uh, to the kitchen where Annie and Lucy have just made up and asks when the Rev and Annie said I love you to each other. Um, to which Annie clearly lies, and she's like, after one year, because you have to know someone really well, and then the Rev walks in, and uh, Mary's got her back turned to Annie, but the Rev is facing Annie, so Annie's kind of, like, gesturing to the Rev, trying to get him to say, like, to lie, basically, and the Rev is like, oh, we didn't say that, like, I love you until after we were married. <laughs> which makes absolutely no sense. Um, so... Uh, then we have a scene that cuts back to Simon and Ruthie reading a letter, uh, and Matt is Matt sees that they've done that, and uh, it's the formulation of a plan. And we learn that he's kind of a poet, because he wrote in this letter, when I look at the moon, I know it's the same moon you're seeing. And then we thank God have the opening credits, because we need a little bit of break from all the love in this episode. Well, the one thing we learned, this was like reiterated from the other episode, with the, the one Saturday when the Rev goes to the, the market with Annie, is that the grocery store is like Annie's sanctuary because when uh, Mary finds out that Lucy is going to the grocery store with her, she's like, I can't believe you're letting anyone go with you. And then Annie's like, oh, well, it's a school project. I have to take Lucy. <laughs> Uh, which is exactly where the rest of the episode picks up after uh, the opening credits. Um, 
Annie's waxing poetic about um, going to the grocery store and what a beautiful like reprieve it is from life and how she gets a lot of pleasure out of buying the food and imagining the whole family around the dinner table laughing and talking. And then she remembers the first thing that she ever cooked, the Rev. Roast chicken and potatoes or something. or and, potatoes. And, and to this day, when she cooks that dish, she gets pleasure out of watching the Rev eat it and remember. So... Not that they've ever actually had a conversation about this. She just assumes that he remembers the first time that she cooked it for him. Uh, she also says that it's not only about, like, actual physical nourishment. It's about spiritual nourishment. Oh, yeah, which goes back to all of the, you know, the family, you know, oh, it's it's a beautiful thing to buy food and then f- cook it and feed your family. Um, and Lucy kind of understands now why this is such, like, a zen ex- experience for Annie and why she always wants to do it alone. Um, and as they're having an understanding, and actually about to have, like, a cart race, it seems, because they both go, <laughs> vroom, vroom, um, they hear uh, Carol and Lori. Yeah. So Lori is a classmate of uh, Lucy's, which we've never heard about, who we've never heard about it before or will ever see again. And I know that the IMDb, like, synopsis said that she's a new student, but that, I don't think that's necessarily true because, I mean, they both started at high school. They're both, like, new technically at the school they're at. And it's not really established that she's... Like, Lucy's just like, oh, she's in my class. Um, We... uh, So Lucy and Annie um, come in on a scene where Carol is yelling at Lori, calling her stupid, saying that she... Like, you know, just being... She's like, why couldn't you have done this yourself? I work all day, and then I have to come home, and I have to take you to the grocery store to do your stupid homework. And Annie's like... Hello, I'm Annie Camden. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and, like, walks no on one, over. No one even noticed them there. <laughs> uh, walks on over, uh, says, oh, your daughter Lori's in my class, in the in class with me, with me, in class with my <laughs> daughter Lucy. Lucy. My bad, sorry. And uh, th- this is, like, the same homework assignment. Um, you can go home because, like, I'll... Uh, what, 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 first, no, first... Lori speaks to Annie, and yeah. she like, says hello to Lucy, and then... She's like, this is my mom. And then Carol's like, I'm not just her mother. I'm a person in my own right, and my name is Carol. But basically, Annie's like, well, we have to be here anyway because Lucy has to do this assignment. Why don't you go home, and I'll help Lori with the rest of this. And then Lori will also come to our house, oh, and yeah. she'll come home later. For dinner, yeah. And what we presume from this is that Lori has never, like... Is not really Lucy's friend. Um, Carol hasn't doesn't know these people. But she's just like, okay, that's great. Like, do that. Take my daughter. And she just walks away. Yes, and well, and Lori's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, uh, and I exist. <laughs> and so we're we're clearly seeing that um, Lori comes from a, like an abusive household of some sort. Um, and Lori is played by... Oh, my bad. I meant to say this. Lori is played by Molly Orr, who is from uh, famously from Drake and Josh, as well as The Amanda, the Amanda Show. Show. Um, and I guessed as soon as she made an appearance, I was like, I bet she got nominated for one of those Young Artist Awards. And guess what? She got nominated for a Young Artist Award. Unfortunately, she didn't win. We might actually personally know people who have won Young Artist <laughs> Awards at this point. I feel like that's that's where we're at. With the Young Artist Award. I wonder if I could still win a Young Artist Award. <laughs> you're probably I wonder if we could win a Young Artist you're, you're Award. Too, you're too washed up. I might be able to still. Yeah, because you were just born. Yes. Um, uh. So the, we are back at the house for the next scene. Um, 
Matt, we get a scene of Matt writing another letter, uh, which doesn't quite make sense at first. Um, and then we have, and we have Ruthie seeing this running up to uh, her room with Simon. Oh, and we see that there's some new decor yes. in Simon and Ruthie's room. Uh, their doorknob is now a baseball. Yes. Uh, what did you say that this was? Prob- I said this is probably because, like, when when Simon wanted to move up to the attic, this is probably the compromise. Like, he didn't move, so, but he gets the baseball doorknob. Um, we also have uh, my first fashion moment of the episode. It uh, looks like Ruthie's wearing some sort of knockoff Hello Kitty gear, um, and she's trying to convince Simon to go and spy on Matt again and read the second letter that he's written. Um, While this is happening, Mary has a conversation with Wilson on the phone. Um, She's trying to get Wilson to say I love you to her, just like our IMDb summary said. Um, But And she's like, we need to talk. Um, And they hang up, and Wilson says I love you to Billy, which is the third I love you I have. I've already lost count. Um, And I I actually wrote down that Andrew Keegan, who plays Wilson, like kind of whisper talks. <laughs> yeah, I I I couldn't really tell uh, at first, like the if it was just like his his voice, if he just had like was like soft spoken, or if he whisper talked. But I guess he he does he whisper talks. Um, he tries to get Billy to say I love you back, but Billy is a child who's very small and cannot speak. <laughs> so, but he's not even that small. That's right, the other yeah. thing. Um, Brenda Hampton also repeatedly like well. Especially, I don't get it because, all right, so in Secret Life of the American Teenager, she did this where, like, the, you know, protagonist's uh, child, like, gets to be, like, three, four years old and still just never speaks and they still are just doing, like, baby talk. And in the show, when, spoiler alert, when the twins are born, they, for the longest time, they're five years old and, like, Ruthie is five years old at the start and she's given, like, big chunks of dialogue and these kids can't have to finish each other's sentences and they only have, like, three words, like, three sentences to say each episode. So she's, like, inconsistently doesn't understand how children develop or, like, when they can speak because Billy looks like he's old enough to at least say, like, Billy some... looks at least four or something. He looks also look like he's rapidly aged since the end of the first yeah. season. Yes, yes. Even uh, though it's only been four months. Yeah. Um, we have uh, Matt. Uh, we have a Matt scene next. He's finishing yeah. up writing his second letter. Uh, he and he gets a phone call from Mitch. From last episode. So Mitch still exists, but only like... Mitch Mitch is a person for this season, from what I remember. Like, he's, he's definitely around in the next episode, too. Uh, so, but Mitch is having... He has to go pick up his car at, at some auto body shop so he asks you know while, while Matt's still on the phone he sees the Rev and he's like oh can I borrow the car to go take Mitch to pick up his car the Rev says yes okay Matt hangs up and then he's like uh the Rev says something about he's like oh oh I'm leaving at about 10 and the Rev is like oh will you be home for dinner and he says no because the auto repair shop or whatever is two hours away so you know it's gonna take him four hours in total just the driving plus whatever else he does while he's out. Um, So back to Ruthie trying to convince uh, Simon where Simon is too busy reading. An Animaniacs, uh, like, comic or, like, cartoon strip. WB placement. There we go. Yes. Um, We also have, which is so completely unnecessary, Ruthie, like, (laughs) pretending... She keeps pretending to be a dog. And, like, it's like, like, I think Ruthie's the cutest when she's not trying to be cute. 
And well, she, so. Yeah, but like, and like I said, I was like, this was in the pursuit of deviousness. She's trying to persuade Simon to, like, do something they shouldn't be doing, but they're trying to make it too cutesy. She should just be, like, you know, just going for it, like, calling him, like, the, don't be, like, a little bitch. That should be her. <laughs> <laughs> All um, right, maybe she, she's sick, so maybe not. But um, So Ruthie does convince, but, but, uh, convince Simon to go, but as they're making their way downstairs, it's too late because the Rev has is sitting at that desk, uh, at the letter-writing desk. And it, the letter was very artfully planted for someone to find it because Matt was presuming that it would be Simon and Ruthie, but it is now the Rev who is sitting there, and he's looking at it, and it is addressed to, well, it says, Dear Mrs. Matt Camden. Shocker! And it's signed, like, your, yours forever, like your husband or something, forever yours, your husband, Matt Camden. So the Rev freaks out. And as he's freaking out, he well, he runs to the kitchen, and then was it Annie, Lucy, and this other girl, Lori, Lori. show up, <laughs> um, and he's very much like, "Where have you been?" And um, they're they're like talking over each other with like their news because Annie for some reason thinks like the rev is gonna care about the fact that she brought this like strange girl home. Um, so they're talking over each other, and then uh, at the end, the rev is like still has, like, a little bit of dialogue, and he's like, and I don't think those two got married over the summer. And then Annie's like, oh, wait, your thing first. So he reads the letter, and uh, the letter basically makes it clear that um, Matt's very excited for when she comes back in the summer because then they can let everybody know about how they're married and that he loves her very much and he's committed to her and blah, 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 blah. More poetry about And he Matt. loves her. <laughs> and he loves I'm sure, her. I'm yeah, sure that was like, in there somewhere. Yeah, so there's another I love you. Um, and... It's like, uh, it's like hell has frozen over. <laughs> well, I thought you were just saying in general. At this point, the episode was like hell. Well, that also. But, you know, I, like, didn't realize that it was a fake letter until that very moment. Because I was like, oh, obviously it was planted well, there. Yeah, because you see Matt kind of, like, watching Simon and Ruthie and kind of, like, in the shadows. <laughs> Uh. So they believe it to be real, however, and this sends them into a whirlwind. Uh, and while the parents are freaking out, we have a scene with Lori, Lucy, and Mary. Uh, Mary's getting ready for her date later with Wilson and is talking about her plan to try to convince Wilson to, or try to get Wilson to say I love you to her. Um, yes. And Lucy's big idea is, well, let let me pretend to be Wilson. Well, first she says it's like a bad idea, right? Right. Because no, yeah, 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 you're right. Because, well, Mary's whole reasoning is like, oh, well, Heather and Matt have been dating the same amount of time that, like, I've been dating Wilson, so naturally, like, and and I don't know, I forget why Lucy says well, it's Lucy, a bad idea. Yeah, no, Lucy says, Because well, it's immediately you, counteracted by her impersonation of Wilson. Well, she says, um, well, do you, like, do you love him? And she's like, I mean, I guess. So she's like, well, shouldn't you know before you say oh, it? Oh, yeah, like, you shouldn't just say it because you think, like, you should. So Lucy was not the worst for a hot second, and then, but then she <laughs> went back to being the worst because she did her impression of Wilson, which is not a good impression whatsoever. But then Lori but was like, "That's great." Lori, who's never met Wilson, was or, very and, impressed, and might have just met Lucy, like <laughs> definitely just met Mary. Yeah, yeah. It's like that's a great impression. Um, that's that scene. Then, uh, then we also have a scene with Simon and. Uh, Ruthie. Ruthie in the backyard where they're discussing this new new information about Matt being married. Oh, yeah, because th- th- didn't they hear... How did they find out? They were, oh, they were eavesdropping when uh, Annie and 
No, didn't this they seem... eavesdropped when um, the Rev told Annie? They figure it out. I think so. Like I think they're there when he's reading it, but yeah. he doesn't read it out loud. So I don't know. The point is, they know that he's married, or he's yeah, he's married, and oh, they, oh yeah, that the whole family thinks he's married. married. So, um, and Ruthie asks Simon why anybody would get married, <laughs> and Simon's reasoning is, well, people get married when they get sick of their own parents well, no, and said, they want to try. She said, and, are they gonna? Uh, oh, oh yeah, are they gonna right. have a baby because people get married so they can have babies? And then Simon said. Oh, people get married for all sorts of reasons. Sometimes they don't like their own families and want to go live with someone else's. <laughs> they want a new fa- a new parents. And I'm very intimately familiar with the entire cast of Seventh Heaven's Instagrams, and I remembered this scene because Mackenzie Rossman, who plays Ruthie, posted like a screen cap of like, "Don't people get married when?" Just to let you know how not memorable this episode is, she posted a screen cap of that, and she was like, you know, it's a true TVT when you have no idea what happened in this episode. And I was like, that's probably, like, very telling about how it's not great. And also because nothing happened in this episode. Right. Yeah, of course. Um, Uh, Then we have uh, Heather's mom, Donna, who calls the house. And oh, I thought that they called her. But no, they yeah. um, because Heather uh, Heather just sent a letter that said send oh, my yeah. send my love to Matt. So she wanted to relay the message. Um, and they, the parents, the Rev and Annie, take this as an opportunity to invite her over for dessert, dessert. and coffee uh, to discuss what's going on. Um, they don't let her know yet, though. They just said, "Oh, you must be really lonely in that house. So come hang out with us." Um, in their moment of stress, this is the precise moment lucy chooses to saunter in how lucy decides to do everything the worst moment possible and she's like oh can laurie sleep over and they're just like yeah whatever and she's like well someone needs to go to her house and pick up her stuff (laughs) and uh like can't she just borrow some clothes and like i don't know don't they have extra toothbrushes in like the closet like for (laughs) and towels and stuff yeah like i'm just but of course it has to set up love in the home uh because um, Annie uses, uh, uses this opportunity. She's like, when you go, can you sneak around a little bit? I guess Annie does know that um, the Rev likes to not mind his own business. so she's, I, I don't think that that was any secret. <laughs> she's enabling that by saying, you know, I, Carol was really hateful. Uh, she even went so far as to call Lori stupid, um, which is what Annie thinks is hateful towards your child. Yeah, and, like, the Rev says something about, like, oh, I don't know if I can focus with all this going on in our life, but, you know, I'll try. Um, So then... We have, um, so we have, like, a little scene where um, Annie is going to the kids, each of the kids' rooms, uh, giving them and milk as a bribe to get them to stay upstairs while while Heather's mom, Donna, is downstairs. and this is another I, when she tells Simon she loves him so much because Simon knows all of her tricks. Uh, then we have <laughs> she goes into Lucy's room. Yeah. And <laughs> first, we get a scene of the room before she's in it, and her, and Lucy, and Lori. Well, this is not yet actually. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. Aaron was really excited about this, but it's not until later. This is just when there will um, be a video of this on on Twitter. This is just another scene to show that uh, Lori is. Um, coming from an abusive relationship because she apologized for being there um, and says, and the whole point of that scene after Annie leaves is for Lucy to, for Lori to ask Lucy if anybody's ever said I love you to her. Yeah, and I think, well, she also asks her if she ever had a boyfriend in the scene as well, so I think we're supposed to, or or at least Lucy is maybe getting the idea that um, 
that, that she's asking because, like, they had the whole conversation about Mary and Wilson saying, I love you. Um, but then Lori's like, no, my mom has never even said it. Um, so in that scene, we, she, we learn that Jimmy Moon is still the Jimmy Moon because uh, Lucy's like, well, I used to date Jimmy Moon. Oh, yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, she, and then Lori says the Jimmy Moon, and she's like the one that's going, going with that stuck-up girl Ashley. I don't understand where these this like Ashley being stuck up came from, but well, okay. Ashley doesn't get bad news <laughs> and other assorted things that Ashley said. Um, Speaking of Jimmy Moon, also Ashley, Jimmy Moon. Well, just thinking back to that time when they three way call attacked Jimmy Moon, and right. he was like, "She's a babe," but like she's stuck up. Like Jimmy oh, Moon yeah. basically was like, "Oh, I don't really like her because she's stuck up or whatever." But, but apparently, that's changed because. Um, I meant to mention this in the last episode, but I forgot. Um, so we know for a fact that Simon and Lucy, have, Simon and Lucy have never kissed, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but they might if they go down the road that Mary and Matt went down. Jimmy Moon and Lucy have never kissed, and that's like something that plagued Lucy during their relationship. Um, like when they were at the on Valentine's Day at the movie theater. But yeah. he said like he was waiting for the special moment. Um, but in the last episode. Ashley and Jimmy Moon were just making out by the lockers for Lucy to see. Well, they're in high school now, so and they were together all summer, so who knows? Who knows what they were doing? Yeah, so Jimmy Moon moves fast when it's with Ashley. Who he, guess, I guess, doesn't consider, um, consider her stuck up anymore. Um, then we have the Rev visiting Lori's house, uh, where Carol opens the door. Uh, Carol is saying thank you, has the bag for the sleepover ready, and we get introduced to the grandmother. Yes. Um, who is the worst? She's just yelling at Carol, and she's like, who's there? Why are you opening the door for strangers for her? You're so stupid. Blah, blah, like, you know, things like that, just calling her stupid. And calling her an idiot. Yeah, she's like, oh, you had more sense when you were Lori's age. Blah, blah, blah. Isn't there anything in your pea brain of a head or something like that? Yeah. Um... Also, I guess, not kind of fun fact, kind of somber fact, but the actress that plays the grandmother, I think her name is, like, Anita Dangler, Dangler or something. Dangler. Um, sh- this is her last appearance um, on television ever. ever. Um, and boy, is it memorable. Yeah. Uh, she really knows how to play a rotten old woman. Yes. Um, also, the fact that she behaves like that when, like, there's a stranger at the door. Like, she just doesn't know how to behave to, to even give, like, this facade of being normal. <laughs> um, so then Donna um, comes over, and we have the parents... Dessert. Yes, we have dessert. Uh, there's a Bundt cake there yes. that you said. In addition really nice. to all of the cookies that Annie baked, she also made a Bundt cake. She has so much time on our hands. Um, well, there is a scene... Well, we have, like, a small small dialogue about how great Matt has been for Heather, how great Heather has been for Matt... Um, and then the Cam parents are, like, looking at each other, giving each other eyes, like, who's going to tell her? And then Heather's mom is like, okay, I'm sitting in front of you and I'm watching you. <laughs> Somebody please just tell me. Something is clearly up. So they show her the letter, and she is kind of, like, you know, obviously freaking out. Her 17-year-old daughter is apparently married. So she's like, I need to go to the bathroom to wash my face. Um, Annie takes her up to the bathroom and then also takes that time to say goodnight to her kids. First, she goes to Ruthie and Simon's room, which is, we have another I love you, and we have a goodnight kiss where neither of the children actually <laughs> kiss. kiss Annie. It's actually just a hug. Yeah, and like air kisses almost. Yeah. And then we have the scene okay. 
that Aaron yes. was really excited about. Go it's ahead. Lucy and Lori dancing, and I don't know what. The oh, freaking- the the song is. Love is all you need, but not like the Beatles. It's some like weird poppy, like random '90s synth version of it. Yes, and the the dancing is classic. It's gonna be on Twitter. There will be a video. You would think after Lucy learned how to dance when um, Gabrielle Union's character taught her, she would have like had some movement. But apparently, that didn't stick. No. Um, so Annie says, "I love you" to her daughter but then turns and says i love you to Lori, this human that she met maybe six hours ago yeah if that and um we have and like Lori's about to cry yeah because oh my god this feels stranger said that she loved her um and then we have a scene where ruthie and simon explain to uh lucy and Lori why they're trying to sneak out and uh find out what's going on downstairs and they explain the whole thing about Matt apparently being married. And Lucy is back like, to never like being the last to know about everything. Is like, where was I when all of this was going on? And Simon asks her, "Where are you usually when anything is going on?" <laughs> I'm really glad that all the Camden kids are are aware of how Lucy is the worst. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, then we have uh, Mary and Wilson on their date at the pool hall. Um, and Mary just keeps dropping these horrible, horrible hints, like trying to get Wilson to say that he loves her because she's like, oh, you really love Billy, don't you? And he's like, that's the second time you said that today. Yes, I do. Um, she's like, uh, we've been dating for four months. Um, there's some things that we should always oh, yeah. like, say to each other. And she's like, oh, did you know Matt tell, Matt and Heather said they love each other? And Wilson's just like, well, that's good for them. <laughs> um, but she says, I love you. And he says, thank you. <laughs> So there's another classic. Um, and then Matt shows up at the pool hall <laughs> because he's like, "Oh, I just got back from picking up, like, dropping Mitch at his car, and I figured I'd stay out until curfew." curfew so, and then Wilson at the same time gets like a page, and he's like, "Oh, it's my parents. They're babysitting." And he's like, "Oh, good, Matt, you're here. Uh, I have to leave. Like, I have to go take care of my son and who has a fever." Yeah, and he misses his dad. <laughs> So he's like, you can take Mary home. And, oh, wait, when Matt gets there, he he's like, oh, what's up? And, like, Mary's like, oh, Wilson and I are on our last date. <laughs> but when Wilson is leaving, he says, I'll call you tomorrow. And Mary is like, oh, really? So even though she seems like she's the one who's been slighted, so she should be the one who's like, no, don't call me. <laughs> but whatever. Um, so they go home, and we have, it shows that, Oh, what we have we have a little heart to heart between Mary and Matt before they oh, go home, yeah. um, where they are talking about the fact that uh, he said "I love you" to Heather, and his chest is very hairy <laughs> again. And she, he says she's the first one I said it to. She's the first girl she said I said it to, and she's gonna be the last. Um, and how he like he's is, gonna marry her. Yeah, basically, he, is he's this. thinking about marrying her. Um, we have for some reason. Oh, wait, never mind, actually. Sorry. Um, Then we go back to the house. Where all of the kids are asleep on the steps that go down to the front of the house. Like, I mean, you're not looking at layout of the home. There are two steps that go upstairs. There's one set in the kitchen and one that leads down to the front door. So they're all sitting on those. And Annie, the Rev, and Donna are all sitting there. And they kind of, it gets heated. In the love den. Yeah. Donna kind of makes it seem like it's Matt's fault. Like it Matt was Matt's pressured idea, Heather. and he pressured Heather into getting married. And then Annie's like, are you calling my son stupid? Um, 
And this is the biggest slight to Annie when a parent calls this a child. Stupid. <laughs> um, uh, so then the Rev has to get himself in between this in between this lady fight. And, and as soon as like there's about uh, like the claws are about to come out, Matt and Mary come home. And they're like, Mary, get upstairs. And then she walks up and she sees all the kids on the stair. The stairs, and all I wrote was that Lucy can't hang because her and Lori, like Matt, um, Simon and Ruthie, wake up when, when, when Matt and Mary come in the door. I can't think of anyone's names, um, and Lucy and Lori just are like knocked out. Um, so then we have the parents confronting Matt. Uh, Matt's first, like, first, like, you invaded my privacy, and he's like, "We'll deal with that later." But what about this letter? And he's like, "It was obviously a joke." And then everything's all of a sudden okay. All that yeah, tension. Yeah, they all just, the- he's like, oh, well, he explains. He's like, I, so, I caught Simon and Ruthie reading my letters, so I thought I would mess with them. And they're like, okay, we'll tell Simon and Ruthie to respect your privacy. Um, and you're not thinking of getting married, are you? Blah, blah, blah. So then, like, Heather's mom leaves, and, and on the way, uh, before he gets, before anyone else gets to the stairs, Mary wakes everyone up, and she's like, okay, get upstairs. Um... And then Matt meets her on the stairs, and she's like, oh, I heard you lying to mom and dad saying that you're not thinking about getting married or whatever when you just told me something totally different. And Matt's like, Matt, like, again, kind of, uh, like, the only one with any common sense. Mary's being very dense again. He's like, well, I never tell mom and dad everything. Uh, and then, like, the Reverend Annie appear at the bottom of the steps. I thought this scene was, like, that entire sequence was so pointless to have them have a conversation about, you're not thinking about getting married, are you? To only have him say, I mean, I'm, I'm, I lied to them. And he's like, not even that later. far away from where, like, I'm pretty sure that even if the Reverend Annie were, like, still in the, in the love den, they would be able to hear this conversation. Uh, so then it's Saturday morning, um, and... Mary's got some blueberry pancakes, which are her favorite. And they're having this conversation about... Uh, well, Annie's like, oh, Wilson didn't say he... Like, how did things go with Wilson? He didn't say he loved you, did did he? And, like, Mary's like, no. Like, how did you know? And Annie's like, I just know. <laughs> so... Um, and it, she's, Annie's really proud of, um, Mary for knowing that it's not her time to say I love you because she doesn't know what, what love is yet. Um, we also have, um, Matt, uh, going into Simon and Ruthie's room. Um, oh no, we have, uh, the Rev explaining to Simon and Ruthie about privacy with like a little teddy bear as like a prop. Yeah. And we have Ruthie's outfit, which is very- top. Age inappropriate. Um, <laughs> it's a crop top with a halter because, like, her entire back is exposed. And yeah. I'm just like, this is not something a six year old should be wearing. Um, but basically, their trouble or their like punishment is to be Matt's slaves for the weekend. Uh, because the condition of Matt borrowing the car in the beginning of the episode was that the Rev needed him some, to, to do some work around the house. So they have to help Matt. And um, then it, Lori and Lucy are saying goodbye to each other. Uh, the Rev is going to take Lori there. Even though Lori's like, I can take, like, three buses. It's no trouble at all for me to take the bus home. You, you know, more evidence about the fact that she's an abused child. She just wants to be out of everyone's way. She doesn't want to be a bother, and she opens every sentence with an apology. They leave, and we have um, Lucy, Matt going, well, what's her issue? And so Lucy's like... It's, it's private, I don't know if I should tell you. And then two and she seconds... she immediately like, changes her mind, yeah. And because Matt's walking away, too, clearly like, okay, but then she... Lucy t- just needs the attention. So he, Lucy tells uh, Matt about Lori's troubles in the home, um, and 
Matt is like, you know, you're a great sister, and I love you. There's another one. Yeah, and then for Simon and Ruthie, like, are sticking their heads out of Matt's room, which their first assignment was to clean, and then Ruthie's like, oh, I wish Matt would say that he loved me, and Simon's like, I love you, and for some reason she's like, it's not the same. So there's that, another I love you. And then we have this scene in the car in the driveway of like the the Lori's home where Lori's like can I ask you something and like do you think it's a good idea if I tell my mom that I love her um and they're having this like very lengthy conversation and all I'm thinking is for a child that's like so verbally abused and clearly like has very like bad self-esteem and thinks that she's constantly a bother she's very talkative like most people would not most people in that situation I, like, don't think would do that. I think they'd be very quiet and would mind their own business. But she asked the Rev for advice, and the Rev is like, I think you should just not expect anything, like, her to say anything back, but I think it's okay for you to say so. Um, So guess what happens? (laughs) Um, Everything is resolved, of course, with this one... (laughs) The grandma opens the door. And is still, like, like, abusive or something. Yeah, like, she, like... Thinks that the Rev has done something to Lori, like, is very Yeah, well, the, the Rev is like, about... oh, I brought her back in one piece, and, like, this, she's like, yeah, we'll see about that. So then she runs into the home, Carol comes out, they decide to have this conversation out on the porch. With the Rev watching. The Rev's, like, slowly walking away, but she can still, like, clearly hear what's happening. So first she goes, I missed you, and Carol's like, really? And then she goes, Mom. And there's, like, a massively long pause. Because, as you said, this Lori's, like, acting method is just taking really long pauses in random spots. So she goes, Mom, and then a very long pause, and then, I love you. <laughs> and and Carol's, Carol, like, starts to smile, and she, her, she looks like she might cry. But you know who is crying? The Rev is crying. Yes, because this, these people he just met... He has fixed their lives. Oh, <laughs> before the Rev leaves, he's like, oh, I, I can't wait to see her again, or I can't wait to have her over again. Yeah. Uh, but as you said... We never see her again. We never see her again. But the point is, Lori's, Lori's mom, Carol... The abuse is over. The abuse is over, because she says, I love you to her twice. Yes. Twice. And it's the end of the episode. Yep. And that uh, was Dear Whisper, or Dear Whisper, I love you. or I love you. Uh, <laughs> what? I, I wonder why this episode was called I Love You. Um, so yeah, what was that other, so what, what happened and what didn't happen? Um, let's see, well, Matt isn't actually married, which I'm pretty sure the IMDb, uh, review or synopsis said it was like, yeah, like he actually was married. Lucy's not the one to break the cycle of abuse. (laughs) I don't know why that's the case. Also, they don't even go, like it says that, like Reverend Camden and And Lucy Lucy go over to her house. And witness the verbal abuse. <laughs> and then Lucy never goes to her house. Nope, nope. Um, um, well, it says Eric oh. can't resist spying on both and falls into a trap. Lucy is the one to teach Lori about the words I love you, which <laughs> makes it sound like she's never, like, actually, like, knows what those words mean. She teaches her that they exist. Um, okay, but I the, have... Sc- the scalding root sits deeper. Um, what are you going to review this before I read our TV.com review? Oh, jeez, I want to make this worse than the other one. This one, I liked the other one better than this. Uh, well, the one the one before this, not the one I just say the other one. Um, I'm going to give this a 2.5. Oh, I'm only giving this a 2. Oh, wow, you, um, you really didn't like it. Nope, uh, nope, nope, nope. Um, uh, but our TV.com reviewer gave this an 8.2. 
Are we ready? Um, This was one of those episodes that just kind of exist and don't have much, although have some important significance. It's not spelled correctly. Um, (laughs) Except even though this person doesn't really like the episode, they still gave it an 8.2. I would love to see one that they really loved. (laughs) When uh, And also, if I'm like... A little louder, it's because this person's written in some words at caps lock for a random reason. Uh, when Mary <laughs> sorry, wants Wilson today, he loves her. He thinks it's too big of a commitment because he only said that to his son's mother before, who is now gone. <laughs> <laughs> when Ruthie and Simon start reading Matt's love letter to Heather and get caught, Matt plays a trick on them by addressing one of the letters to Mrs. Matt Can- <laughs> All the names seem to be. That's it. Wow. Um, so that was that. And so you said you're giving this a two. I'm giving this a two. All right. And I'm 2.5. Final answer. Final um, answer. Uh, so do all the social media things. Uh, Follow us on Twitter and Tumblr. Like us on Facebook. And make sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Okay. Uh, I'm Erin. And I'm Tanvi. And this was Camden Cast. Seven and